This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. Welcome to The 20 Podcast, bringing you interviews with the best DJs, producers, and music industry professionals from around the globe. I'm your host, DJ Spider. That's right. This podcast is brought to you by BeatSource. BeatSource is the new digital music service for open format DJs. We have got all the amazing curated playlists for you guys constantly being updated. So many new things are coming every week. All types of new collaborations, integrations, and cool stuff. BeatSource link is obviously the thing you need to try out because you can DJ from the cloud. Now that we're going back into the world and DJing, you're able to DJ off the cloud. And if you don't have Wi-Fi there, you can save it into the locker system and still play it when you're offline. There is so much to learn about BeatSource. Please hit up the website, learn a lot more, and hit me if you have any questions. Keep in touch with me on Instagram. I am DJ Spider, DJ S-P-I-D-E-R. Feel free to hit me with uh, ideas for guests you want the show, topics you want discussed, and stuff like that. And if you want to help the show grow, please head over to the Apple Podcast app and give us a real high rating and review. That would help. That would be great. We would love you, the Beat Sorcerers, our community, the people that are helping us build this podcast and website and everything up. We really appreciate you. Couldn't do it without you. Thank you. Um, and as I said, we're here every week interviewing amazing DJs, producers, music industry pros, all kinds of people. And today is no different. On today's show, we've got someone who has been making her mark on Twitch and the DJ scene as a whole with her unique style and vinyl only live streams. The amount of thought and high quality production that is put into her streams is impressive and inspiring. It's led her to have a solid following of her own on her page and also become part of the Dirty Bird Records family, doing her psychic baseline show every week on Sundays on the Dirty Bird channel on Twitch, um, as well as performing at their festivals. She just played in Orlando at their Camp In. She's playing later this year at the Camp Out. Um, Dirty Bird is an amazing family to be a part of, and it's so cool to hear about her journey of meeting them through twitch basically and through nala uh, and going there she tells you way more about it on this episode i'm excited for you to listen i thoroughly enjoyed hearing her story and getting her perspective on all things music um and i'm really excited for you guys to check out this conversation so uh please welcome the amazing victoria rollins to the show we have got Victoria Rollins on the 20 podcast. Welcome. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Yes. It I'm means so, a lot. Thank yes, you. Yes, of course. <laughs> I'm very excited to have you on the show today. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people know you or have gotten to know you through the pandemic and some people might not know you. Um, so I, you know, and our... Beat Source is very focused on digital DJing, and you're very in the vinyl world on Twitch, although I know you do other things in digital as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just excited to have you on the show. Like, I love watching your Twitch and seeing how you mix, you know, the futuristic sounds as well as the visuals while somehow still creating this nostalgic feeling and old school feeling like I think you had something in your bio about staying true to club culture and staying true to yes. just the culture of vinyl and DJing and the whole thing 
um, but you're very forward thinking and, and somehow you combine all of that. Um, how would you, you describe your DJing and even your Twitch streams? Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess like, yeah, messing with like time and space and, um, you know, just the history and legacy of DJ culture and subcultures, really. That's how I grew up. I grew up yeah. in a town, Whittier. Hey. Oh, yeah. And that, okay. that was just like all we cared about. It was just like music and punk and like just all the different right. genres. So um, just being really into that and uh, just like the crossover between like punk and disco and yeah. art and debauchery. Like that's just kind of what I've been attracted to and and just vinyl collecting in general kind of i don't know helps me right tell that story you know yeah i mean your vinyl collection is crazy and also plays a huge part in your twitch stream and obviously your dj sets um but yeah it's uh i know i wanted to get into that too like how that even started and um i mean how long have you been collecting vinyl and djing um collecting vinyl maybe you know since a teenager i my vinyl collection started from basically stealing my sister's records and inheriting her records and i come from a musical family so just music 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 was always in the house and um just collecting and then realized that if i had a pair of needles and some headphones i could start playing out at the places i was already at you know so just started kind of doing that and just collecting over time. So the collecting came first and right. the DJing. And you said yeah. you're from a musical family. Uh, is Are your parents or your siblings in the music industry or just they love music? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, my everyone. My mom, dad, sister, they're all musical people. Wow. That's how my parents met. My dad's like a arranger and piano player jazz he's like a jazz guy and my mom is a spanish singer she was signed to like latin motown when you know when she was younger and session session singer and lots of stuff for like disney and spanish and stuff like that my sister you know carried on with that and became like a jazz singer and now she's a teacher you know like a choral teacher yeah and I just, uh, I just loved it. I just loved music, and I never thought I would do it as a career. I don't know. I kind of uh, focused on other things after high school. So right, I I feel you. I know. I thought okay, there'll be some things with music, but definitely didn't think DJing would be somehow the main thing that has brought me to this point and yeah. hanging with everyone. So I totally know what you mean. But that's so cool. Growing up in a musical family like that, and especially the two different cultures and jazz and Spanish music and, and as well as in the industry, it's not like they were just like, you know, my dad plays, you know, acoustic guitar at night. And like, we make s'mores, like they're actually working in the industry and kind of gave you a, a vision of what that was like. Like, I always wonder what that's like. If my son looks at me, you know, if it's weird having like a DJ (laughs) dad or somebody that works in the industry because they get a different perspective on it, you know? Right. That's so cool, though. Yeah. I love it. I mean, my dad still gives me advice, like, right. even, even more to this day. Like, this is how you go into a job. This is how you have yeah. to act. You know, doesn't matter if all the stuff isn't working. Like, you just go in and 
you be a pro and you smile, you don't complain. Like you just, right. that's something I have to work on. But <laughs> That's yeah. something everybody has to work on. I mean, as a DJ, like, you know, you're into your own art and you know, this is what I've chosen and what I've put together. And when people start messing with yeah. it, it can really throw <laughs> off your mindset, which then can go into your DJ set. And that was something I had to learn over time was just to be zen right. with the moment. And and also that's such an important thing. Like even when I would be DJing in hip hop groups or in rock groups, that stuff is going to go wrong all the time and in your yeah. DJ sets. Just make sure you act like it's going right and everything will be okay. That's how to be a pro in one respect. That's hard, but yeah. <laughs> yes, it's very yes. hard. Um, yeah. And like you're, you know, going back to your Twitch setup and your Twitch streams, um, I know before that you were DJing and I've hung out with you at places where you were playing vinyl and that's always been your thing. Yeah. It wasn't like this gimmicky thing. You're like, I'm going to bring it to Twitch. Uh, and I remember even talking to you before Twitch was getting big and you were figuring you out were the ways. First. Oh, really? You were the first to tell me like, hey, Twitch is where it's at. You should really get on Twitch. I'll let, you know, if you need help with anything, you were so yeah. kind, you know, oh, great. which okay. I feel like a lot of DJs did that too. Like, everyone's yeah. so helpful on twitch like hey you need help streaming like oh i could send you a whole list of all the gear you need or you right. know, just yeah it's been pretty good. like we know what we're all about to go through you know and then we're all gonna need help down the line because that's so cool to know because i remember telling you and i thought your style would go so well with twitch and and it does um, but then now there's so many things even on your stream where I'm like, how the hell is she doing that? You know, like I need lessons on my side because the amount of work that you put into it. I remember first seeing your streams. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. She has the camera uh, in her record rooms, you know, going right on her and she's doing the projections. How wonder how she's doing that. Oh, now she's doing the sort of like it wasn't even like you had a you, you have a real projector, right? Yeah. So you have a real projector yeah. that's projecting. Real projector. But you also VCR have hooked up to my projector. You have VCR. VHS that's amazing. Oh yeah, all that. <laughs> that it has to be like that. I love it. Well, it's yeah. great. It goes with your whole theme. But you also do something where you like put clips like um, opaque or like I don't overlays. know the word. Yeah, an overlay like yeah. like halfway so you can like, like it's almost like part invisible. of your world, right? <laughs> Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, that's, that's so cool. You know, I love how you do that. And then when I noticed you cool. didn't just have the one camera, I saw you starting to switch the camera and you'd have the, what you called the confessional camera where you could yes. show the actual artwork of the record. And I think you were one of the first yes. people that I saw doing that. Cause I know like I, now I see like DJ Epic and Morse code and a lot of amazing vinyl. Well, yeah, DJs. There's like a little side frame on some. Yeah. Some and they'll be channels, able to show like, it, but I like how yours, everything would be blurry and you'd come up to it and just show like, boom. And, and it would, sometimes I would take a picture of it cause I didn't have time to like write it down. I'd be like, Oh, she's showing that boom. I'm taking a picture. You know, I do the same. I'm like screenshotting all yeah. the Brazilian DJs records. Oh my God. Like, I need that. I'm never going to find it. You know, never. But it's, it's <laughs> you got to go there. So much fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you started adding the other ones where it would just be the downward point of view of just your hands and the side. And, um, you know, I think something I really respected about your streams was, was the fact that, like you said, it's all going together. It all makes sense. It's cohesive. You're, you're playing a VHS tape. You're playing these old school things. You're thinking about what you're wearing even. Like your clothing would go with things. I mean, at least some of the time, like I think that you would maybe. go with the theme. Uh, maybe in the beginning, but like you would, yeah. you know, it would 
be cohesive and make sense a lot of it. And um, But also it's just the amount of work. I feel like a lot of times people are like, it's fine, you just switch it on and just do it, which is totally fine, and DJs should do that. But you could tell yeah. that a lot of work was put into your thing. And judging by the chat room, people were were uh, you know liking it. I think they were appreciating it because people were like, wow, this is amazing, and giving you all kinds of props. And I saw your numbers go like you'd have your nice little crew and then we get a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's so great. Like how did you, so, so just, you know, in some nerdy type of uh, setup world, <laughs> what's the setup? Like how many cameras do you have going? And so now I know you have a VHS with a real projector, but what are the other elements yep. that you have going in, you know, go into it? Well, you know, the, it's it's our record room in our home. We right. made it that way when we moved into our house a few years ago. And, um, you know, those are custom shelves, like record shelves, like you would find at a record store. So it's very easy to dig through. I know. I um, love that, too. Like every DJ has the, you know, you're digging through the wall and the you can't Ikea find thing. it. Yeah, and you pull it in and That's out. That's her storage. Oh, That's my God. And yours stuff. is so conducive <laughs> to DJing. Like you're just like at Amoeba and you're like, oh, okay, I'm going in this section. Here we go. Boom. It's like and more like fun. And there's like a place for me to, I could like stack the records I'm playing yeah. on on it so I'm not making a gigantic mess and why trashing my records. I've never seen another <laughs> DJ room like that. I don't know why. That's so interesting. There's a few. I, I have seen a few crates like that. Um, we have we have the blueprint for it and ready to share if anyone wants to make their own. Okay, got the open open shelves. source record <laughs> studio. Yeah, yeah. No, but, it's know, cool. It's like I like it. Four cameras. Four. Four. Okay. The one on the ceiling is permanently bolted in, so that's never going to leave. Okay, um, I love that one though. It's cool. It shows the me mixer. Too. You have that. What even is that mixer? You got the crazy it's knobs. It's an Eckler with like special knobs. Okay, and it's like has like <laughs> yeah. in, impeccable sound, right? <laughs> I really want like you know the Pioneer, the four channel thing that's everywhere because that's how I got started playing. Right you know, on those mixers, and that those are at every club. Yeah, obviously. So it's kind of hard playing out sometimes recently because the Eckler is a little different and but right. I, I really want to invest in a pioneer um but yeah, yeah four yeah. four cameras okay um everything's pretty permanent it's it's a room so you know it is what it is and uh right what else oh we got our black magic thing that was oh, cool okay. everything we have all of our equipment we've had since 2018 because okay. we um, so I keep saying we, but my husband and I. Okay, like, so we is we your husband. Already, okay. Yeah, he was like, you don't have to mention me. Like, you don't have to mention that. He's I like, do I'm the, the secret ghost. Side. <laughs> you could just say someone else does it, but you know, we do everything together. So yeah, no, he, that's beautiful. I mean, I love to he hear does that. All the tech. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, I just I went to this. Uh, <laughs> I was just at this um, event thing at EVGA, the people that build, they've built a lot of computers for DJs and they built one for my mm -hmm. stream and they built it for Retmatic and Melody and I saw Melody there and you know, he's very active. I don't know if you've watched his streams on Twitch, but uh, he's you know, one of the greatest DJs, but his wife is there with him a lot of the time and I was just sitting with him at lunch like, I love to watch the interaction of you and your wife and how much she helps you and she oh, does the awesome. chat room and her reactions to your comments and DJing. And um, so I love that. So I love to hear that you and your husband, that he helps you do it. And and even he's, he's like, don't mention me. That's like, you know, pretty. 
yeah. pretty cool he's, being a selfless, selfless guy. He's very much like that. He's a professional. He just wants to do good work. We both just want to do good work. So he helps me be able to do that because I could just focus on the, the most important thing, which is the music. Right. And um, he's there, you know, like grabbing bags of ice and putting the laptop on ice because it's overheating. Oh, or, God. <laughs> you know, oh, the stream dropped. Oh, we got to start. Oh, you know, it, right. it's helpful when you kind of have someone there. I know you could totally do it solo, like, if you want to start a Twitch channel, please, please do it. You could do it alone, but sometimes yeah. it is nice to have a partner there, just like you know, For back sure. up and yeah. someone who could do things quickly and works really smart. Yeah, and, is he yeah. changing? So is he doing the black magic as well, or do you yeah, have like an auto? Ch- okay. Yeah, like when I'm about to show a record, you know, I'll he, be like, let's show that. it, and then he'll switch it for me, or if I'm like, take me off camera, you know, <laughs> <laughs> then he'll put it on like the top one, and I'll be like, I need to fix myself, or right. I need to like, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's it's a nice That's little cool. setup. I'm, I miss our coffee table. We used to have the coolest coffee table in that room with beanbag chairs, and we would just like hang out in there, but now it's it's staying like so the coffee table is out it's the stream room this is where i'm at this is right it's gonna keep happening yeah that's cool so that's great to hear (laughs) though because like i said like we we talked before and i remember you you were you would dj tons of places and do so many amazing things but you had your own thing you know it's hard to be a vinyl only dj and go travel around and and find you know make your way and especially to dj in places in la they're like wait you're gonna come in here with all records we don't have all the stuff yet you know so it used to be like that right it used to be now it's when i started better right yeah 10 12 years ago it was like oh you play with vinyl like er, okay maybe (laughs) and then a couple years after the vinyl revival it was like we only want vinyl djs i know you know and and that was like kind of a thing and then it did kind of get gimmicky and like right you know, but you just you just keep going. Yeah. If you love what you love, you just like keep going and yeah. like. But I think Twitch was such a like great. Whatever. It's like Twitch was such a cool place for you to be able to showcase what you do and have the right audience be able to yes. you know absorb it and uh, become part of you know the Victoria Rollins fan club and uh, community <laughs> that you have on there. Um, yeah. I think it. You know, it's just like a. It's a Plus, you don't have to bring the records around <laughs> in the crates. Yeah. But um, but I think yeah, it was I mean, cool, I, right? Sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, no. I'm just Now I'm just thinking about my gear. It's like I need to get a new right. record bag because the last gig I was on, I, like, broke my record bag. And it's oh like, yeah, it is kind of a pain if you don't have, like, the right wheelie thing. And Right. And like it's funny you say bag. that. Like I loved it. 20 years ago, 15 years ago, it was like only vinyl. And it was annoying if you wanted to do the digital thing. And then they finally accepted the digital. And then they're like, wait, these vinyl people are coming back now. And so yeah. it's been, and like you said, it, it got gimmicky where it was like vinyl only, like as if that was a genre. Yeah. You know, you're like, it's not a genre. Yeah. It's actually just a way of playing the music. I know, and I'm sure some people saw it like, oh, vinyl only or like all female only. Like, I'm going right. to stay away from that. 
know? Yes, but- that gets gimmicky. Like, it's cool. <laughs> I do like female only. I do like vinyl only. But does it really yeah. need to be that? And even nowadays with the whole female only or woman only or I don't even know what term to use sometimes because saying female DJ sounds weird to me because... I've never said male DJ. I guess I have. It's right. not like a, right. I don't think that's a term, right? Like, um, no. and female yeah, is just, just DJ right. artists, right. you know, like yeah. that's, that's what I'm going for now. Just that, exactly. The that's Victoria what... Rollins sound, as some people have said, like some clients were so nice to say, like, we just want the Victoria Rollins sound. Just come in, that's do your thing. Best. It's like, oh, thank you. That's perfect. Yeah. And that's been a cool (laughs) way for you to really make your mark and say, oh, you want to check me out? Go on Twitch. Okay, go listen to my mixes here. You know, you can check this out. And then that led you to um, connect with other people um, because I noticed you do a show called Psychic Baseline once a week on Dirty Bird's channel. And Dirty Bird is like this amazing uh, dance music label that is just one of those labels that I feel like does everything for the right reasons, you know, just does it the best. They seem like the the best, best. right? They just seem like they do it for the right reasons. They do it for the music. They do it for the soul. They do it for, for the the, fans, the dancers, for everyone. It's for the artists, for the crowd. It's, it's family. It is a family. And then they make you feel like family. And then everyone that's a part of it, it's just very welcoming. And I don't know if that's like a plur thing or whatever, but you know, like, I love you, but um, it's very welcoming and right. they inspire me. Like, all those DJs, everyone, yeah, they really inspire me. Um, yeah. yeah, that's, that's, I psychic mean. Psychic Baseline. Psychic Baseline, baby. So, so what <laughs> day of the week is Psychic Baseline again? Psychic Baseline is on Dirty Bird Live, their Twitch channel, and right. every Sunday, it's on every Sunday at 10 p.m. PDT and uh, two hours and... And, you know, and what were you connected with them before that? Like, did you know anyone at Dirty Bird? No. So they literally no. found you on Twitch, and now you have a weekly show with them. Is that how it? In a way, went about? in a way, yeah. One of the rising stars, Nala, she had her her TV show called TV Party, right? And yeah, uh, she's every dope. week she, she would have Mike B on her. there, and yeah, she's great. Yes. Check out her song "Psychic Attack." I love it. Nice. Um, so yeah, her TV party, she had a guest every week and one week she invited me to play. Oh, cool. Probably because she saw that I was streaming and I was capable of doing it. Right. This was like when it was really dark times, you know, <laughs> yes. 12 months ago or whatever. Yes. And um, I think I think the whole team at Dirty Bird saw it and maybe liked the, the room and the records and maybe they thought this could be like a cool show. So then they offered me a slot and... And then they extended another, like they extended it to two hours, oh, cool. and I just kind of decided to keep this one theme I had going. I, I used to have a party called Baseline right. in downtown LA. That was kind of the same thing, you know. It was just like a in real life party that had a hotline, and you could like leave a voicemail, and I would make flyers, like promo stuff with it, just for fun. But right. um, so yeah, so your was, party Baseline in downtown, you would have a hotline, and people could call in. Yeah. But would you, yeah. would you use, um, do you just use It was use like the, an incentive, like, right. like if they left a good message, I'd be like, drinks, you, you can have a drink, like <laughs> free drinks, you know, That's leave great. a good voicemail and you'll get like a cocktail or something. Yeah. Um, but this was like an interactive way to just but make people feel. you didn't play feel... it at the party, like live no. on the speakers. Okay. 
do you play no. but and so for the psychic baseline do you ever incorporate you you do incorporate the calls into the that's, actual show though right yeah that's a part of the show that's what uh, I thought. yeah i used to collect voicemails throughout the week uh-huh. and i'd have a different prompt on my outgoing voicemail like make bird sounds or like what planet would you like to travel to or like whatever in my psychic voice i'm not a psychic the baseline is psychic right um, you sound very much like a psychic with your special voice on there though (laughs) like it's very believable oh my god thank you (laughs) you're like but recently in the cosmos and like whatever all the terminology it's great I know, I know, and and that's the the whole VHS like throwback thing too that I love. You know, yeah. just the old um, hotlines, yeah. you know, Miss Cleo. for various things. <laughs> you know, just yeah, anything like they, there was a hotline for something. Oh, there was every hotline and, ever. Yeah, and there was like those Miss Cleo commercials all the time. That was the fake hotline, but <laughs> yep, um, the dating ones are hysterical. Oh, oh my god, my god, amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. Right now we're playing them like in, we're not waiting at the end of the show anymore to play like a five minute reel of voicemails. Now I'm right. um, bringing them in, in between songs. So it's a little more live. I would never take a live phone call though. No. Because um, <laughs> you can't do that. Um, Some crazy But yeah, I think it's cool. Happen. People, they love hearing themselves and they love hearing others and they feel connected with each other. And it's just another way to interact because... You know, we're all in the chat rooms and it's just like typing. Yeah. But this was like a voice and there's some callers that call every week. So people get very like used to them and feel connected with them. Like it's not even about me. It's about them now, you know. Totally. But I think that's the beauty of it. You know, that's that's even I mean, I think Four Color Zach came on uh, this show a long time ago, you know, maybe he was only a few months into his Twitch stream, but he still had Mm -hmm. that mindset. And, and he said something about that, like, it's only good if it's a community or it's only good if, if it's all connected and if it's about them, not me, you know? And I think that's true. The best Twitch streams, podcasts, any of this, it's more about the audience and it's more about everybody together as the community rather than just like, this is my podcast, you better listen to everything I do or like, this is my Twitch stream, you know, like stare at all of, like my ego will take over all of this. Um, It's better just that we're building all of this together because without the audience, then what the hell are we doing? We're just doing it for nobody. Um, So it is a very interactive thing. And the chat rooms can be so... um, text type you know that once you hear someone's voice or you see them on a discord or facetime yeah or zoom then it's it's more exciting and yes get a feeling yeah of who they are that's so that's so cool so so you connected with um dirty bird through nala's stream they offer you the show they love the show they extend it out they make it two hours um yeah and so now you basically have a weekly show on Dirty Bird and then on your channel, which you've built up to a pretty big following on there. Um, do you have a specific schedule that you do? Oh, God. It changes. <laughs> and right. it's, I don't know. I, I started just doing it whenever I could do it, which would be two in the morning, three in the morning. Yeah. Very, very random. And then I had a couple schedules that I stuck to and then stuff started opening up and I tried to stick with them and I switched a couple things around and a couple replays here and there and you yeah. know but for sure Sundays I haven't I haven't missed one Sunday that's like really the one night that all my 
um, Twitch listeners can count on because right. sometimes they're in the Discord like, are you playing tonight? It's like, sorry, oh <laughs> I'm <my> not. God, <laughs> tell me about it. Me too. You know? I was so good at every week and then I stopped one week and then yeah. I fell off for like three weeks and then I went back on. People were like, what the hell? I've been subscribing and writing. I'm like, I'm, <laughs> right? I'm sorry. It's hard. I mean, just with trying to have a family and trying to do other things and then things opening up and yeah. trying to do other projects and I mean, I know you do other things as well. You know what I mean? It's not like that's all you're doing. So um, to try yeah. to, it, it, it's hard. But at the same time, it's a really cool thing and we want to keep it going. And um, it's become yes. part of our life and it's become a really big part of your life. So so as things open up, this is something you see that you'll continue doing your own stream as well as if Dirty Bird continues uh, are they yeah. planning on continuing and doing that? They still they still have programming knowledge. Is, she actually stopped doing TV Party last month, and we okay. got a couple voicemails of people being very sad about it, and like right. we got one with a someone crying in it. Oh you my know, God. people were they feel you know there was there was a connection yeah. and an exchange of energy, and especially during again like the last. 15 months or whatever, totally. like it sucked, you yes. know, and people felt like they could, you know, depend on certain streamers and, and all that. Um, yeah, no, uh, no, no. But yeah, I need a new schedule. I need a new schedule. And yes, like season two Twitch, I, I just want to treat it like a radio show or just what it is. But, um, right. It's, it's continuing it, to be just a blessing, like continuing to be a blessing. That's great. Yeah, I love to see it. More and more people can can get to know you from around the world. And it's not like things are really open. I mean, things are going insane. Like we're in Los Angeles and starting tomorrow night, we're supposed to put masks back on when we're inside, whether you're vaccinated or not. Other countries are going into lockdown. I'm talking to people in Australia and Europe and yep. it's so up and down. So it's not like we're like, hey, we made it through, you know, like it's a it's a crazy time, and you're, I was yeah yeah. Well, I was gonna say Sorry. you're DJing tomorrow night, aren't you? Yeah, I'm gonna be at the Catch One with the Club Mesh girls. Yes, shout to I'm Club sure, Mesh. Yeah, like I always think everyone knows who Club Mesh is because they probably do, but just in case you don't, they are a trio from LA and Chicago, and they were just on it from the beginning. Yes. And again, like people could depend on them, like. Every single day, on time, on time. Yeah. And it, they're awesome. So I'm joining yeah. them as their special guest. Amazing. And, and, and they're I was just already to gonna, say it's Lonnie Love. Um, Lonnie Love, Miss Chess Knight, and Dial Jess. Yes. And I'm going to be there with them. So I was already going to wear a mask, but now we're totally going to have to wear a mask. And, <laughs> you know, just... Just all that, so I know. I mean, yeah. at least honestly, of all the parties to DJ, have to DJ with a mask. That's probably the best situation because they're all about dressing up and keeping it part of it. Um, but I wonder yeah. how that's going to affect like bars and clubs. Like that was the whole thing. It's weird. What are you going to be walking around with your drink and you have the mask on? I have a feeling bars and clubs are going to, for the most part, just ignore it. Or something, right? Because how, like, they're going to make people wear it on the way in uh, and on the way out, maybe. But I can't see them enforcing it in these nightclubs and bars and stuff in L.A. late at night. And what are cops or yeah. people going to be going around to every place? I don't think so. So I wonder. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. It's so crazy. I've always tried to be really sensitive, too, to, like, yes. the global views in my Me Twitch. Too. Because, yeah, again, like, everyone's from the U.K. or 
Australia, and I know Australia was, they've been in lockdown for some time. So when we were like opening up, I felt like I couldn't celebrate or be like, we're back, baby. You know, I never did any right. of that just because I wanted to be like sensitive to other people who couldn't go. And I never wanted anyone to feel like FOMO or like, right. oh, I can't go out because, you know, shit still sucks. And that's the I point of so social media like, is to make people feel FOMO. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. So I think just like going to continue. Just yeah. going to continue, and I'd love to talk about, you know, stuff like that. But I don't want to bum anyone out or make anyone feel left out or, I don't right, know, right. Feel, make them feel pressured. Like to, I do love to, to see, the or, no, I, exactly. Well, I it, it's the same thing. I don't know what to do. Like, I was going to go out, and then I'm like, oh, you got to yeah. wear the masks again. Like, am I really trying to... It's it's hard to know. But, um, but, but yeah. a positive note is that Club Mesh is doing these in-person events i mean like you said from yes. the beginning i saw them on there i'm like these girls are amazing seeing what they're doing yeah. the work they're putting in the the I, I love that i love that they were themselves you know that was just yeah. such a important lesson I in envy the beginning it sometimes of it. well because a lot of times even when i was first coming on i felt like okay this is how people see me this is the type of music i need to play this is how i have to act this is how i have to talk and it took a few times to realize like oh, wait, you can totally be yourself. It's even better and just be as weird as you want to be, play as weird as you want to be and just lean into it, you know, like like get a big inflatable avocado and dance around with it like she does, you know, Lonnie. And I mean, yeah. I think that that was so cool to see and inspirational in a way. And then also to see how they were like, we're not stopping, you know what I mean? Other DJs are complaining, mm -hmm. we're on here, we're making money, we're making connections, we're building things up, we're building for the future. And then when... We're allowed to. We're throwing this huge party at Catch One, mm -hmm. which is this really dope and place in Los Angeles. Go. Yeah, like I saw the videos and pictures from last month, and it looks so yeah. cool and such a great venue for them to do it at. Um, I remember right, I did a legendary Halloween party. spot in Catch yeah, One. Yeah, it's so Catch cool. One, yeah. it, it has like you did a Halloween party. Yeah, I did a Halloween thing there, and they had so many rooms, and it was just like it's it's different. Like for people that aren't from LA, like it doesn't feel like an LA club. If, I don't know if that makes sense, but it's just like its own world. Um, so, yeah. so you'll be there tomorrow night uh, playing with them, even though when people yes. are listening to this, it will have already happened. Um, but they yes. can check all of the Instagrams to hopefully not feel too much I will be doing FOMO. a digital set. Oh, so CDJs. that's what I was wondering. That's what I was going to ask. So what are you doing? So you're doing CDJs off what? CDJs. Uh, are, do you do Serato or a program or a stick? The little stick. <laughs> little stick. From all I'm the vinyl like, to the little stick. <laughs> yeah. So what's that going to be like nice. for you? Do you have a lot of your own edits? Are you playing like where are you getting the music? Do you record in your records? What's your process for that? Yeah, I actually do have a couple of my own edits and just more beat port searching, yeah. which has been a lot of fun. Right. And um, yeah, I really like it. I love the feel of it. Um the stick. Like it's I, really nice. It, it kind of goes <laughs> with the vinyl thing where you can be in the present moment more and sort of like enjoy the like the music with everybody rather than staring at your computer the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, I knew I didn't want to do like a Serato thing just because that's what a lot of DJs were telling me. Like yeah. most, you know, it's mostly CDJs, so do that. I, I bought a controller maybe like a year and a half ago or two years ago yeah. and 
I was like, what am I gonna do? I ended up selling it. But, oh really? Um, and now I have CDJs and the the stick. It's it's pretty fun. But I totally traveled with records. Like I brought my records out to London and I brought them to you know New York and I brought them to Orlando for the Dirty Bird camp in. Really? And, that's what um, I was wondering. So I did all so, that. So that's and that's so cool too that like all of this led to you going to Orlando, something that probably wouldn't have happened before Twitch. Uh, going to Orlando yeah. and doing the Dirty Bird Camp in, which is like they do a camp out usually, and this was their sort of inside of a what massive hotel, hotel. resort thing, massive hotel that looked yeah they really really fun honestly. It was so much fun, and it was healing for me because yeah. the way I was doing things, I wasn't doing much, you know. Right. But I made sure to get my vaccine. I was like, I'm just going to get vaccinated and make sure I have it on in time to do this festival. And yeah. I definitely like panicked and stressed out because I do that sometimes. Um, but it was very healing for me to go and like be around people. And they created such a magical island for us. I mean, they you had to produce a negative COVID test or show your proof of vaccine. And, you know, they just tried. They tried to be thoughtful and like yeah. give a shit when a lot of people, you know, weren't so it felt good you know that they were being so thoughtful and everyone was just so happy to be there and um i met so many like twitch friends in real life and i know yeah like again just being on a sound stage like not a sound stage but like a stage with big sound system and yeah all that i did have to switch over though from vinyl to cdjs because the turntables they got from miami were like haunted and like encrusted with like i don't know what but like they were i know what not, is that you know that's like I, people on my, don't service their no, stuff they don't service them that's why like i yeah. at, on my riders like when i'm going to do events or going to do clubs like i put the most specialized turntables and mixer and i'll put the most like expensive and hard to get yeah i'm like (laughs) i need the technique mk2 you know this like the super specific because i don't really care if i get that but it sort of puts the sound person on notice that it makes them try to find it you know what i mean and and hopefully not just get some old crappy turntable at the last minute and like hey i don't know if this works because so many times you show up when you want turntables and the pitch fader doesn't work or it goes right. crazy right like oh up 20 percent you know when you just move it a little bit do you bit. think you could could you tell with a serato or maybe you could yeah. it's more noticeable with actual vinyl or you um, could tell with serato oh i can tell well records. i can tell a lot because um i can see it on the screen so right um i can see the pick the pitch fluctuation like the speed um within serato uh-huh. so in a way i can like scientifically prove to them like no it's not just me feeling like it's okay. weird or sound like it like <laughs> look at it i put it up plus eight and it goes to like plus one i put it down and it goes minus right. 20 you know and oh, like scary. you said they'll be crusty and old and not work or your needle won't connect yeah. and that's the that's the hard part about yeah trying to play vinyl or even trying to play serato on vinyl things you know because while cdjs have become the the industry standard um but that's i literally learned how to use them two weeks before the festival i don't know what popped into my head but i was like i think i really want to learn how to do cdjs (laughs) i think this is important let's just get some let's just do it let's learn how to do it 
Nice. Test, test, test. Okay, I'm bringing this just in case for emergencies. And then I really needed it, and it came through for wow. me. Wow. So and what happened? You brought all your records. You put on the record, and then was it like feedback? I went halfway or? through the set, but the more people that were coming in, then the volume had to be louder. Then it was just like, like just. I know. Yeah, the you hum know? thing. I had to buy. Like yeah. I went on this tour, and I bought these like. <laughs> super expensive feet for my turntables and replace them nice and i don't even think it did anything but they were like oh, as much no. as a turntable you know just to get these feet and then have them in a thing and uh, and then these oh, no. yeah cushions but um right i don't know now i've been using that phase uh thing instead of the needle so like that helps a bit oh is that the laser um Wait. it's like uh this it's not the thing you put on the spindle that's a laser right yeah it's like, like I know the, these little uh, things like right. uh, you put it on and they spin with it um, right. and it'll eliminate the like need for the needle. But I've been doing CDJs too. my past two gigs. I'm like, you know what? Let's go CDJ um, just to be safe. They're outside in the day. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, yeah. records warping type of world. So, um, yeah, got to got to be versatile and ready to do whatever you have to do especially if in the middle of your set the feedback's coming in and you're screwed i'm learning that more and more just troubleshooting and like i don't have time to learn how to troubleshoot right. like anymore i already did that with the vinyl stuff like i need to learn all this stuff i'm doing now like quickly like yeah. really fast because <laughs> i don't know i just right but i love it i so i want to get into it more and yeah i don't know even the controllers you can flip like flip them pretty good if you get used to it you know and having all the buttons and all all that stuff on there i actually like playing on the controllers sometimes nice um and nice. so what other so you're doing this weekend um what are some of the other in-person you know not online events that you've been doing um i've been working a lot with the disco dining club who i love they also kind of started another company called Of The Night where they were doing party package delivery, like themed delivery Oh, cool! things. Like, um, so I've been making like cassette tapes for them, different bundles, like mixtapes, different, you know, themes um, right. and doing online stuff for them. But then we did a couple parties this last month and last week, oh, which cool. were super fun because, you know, they just... They they get it and right. and I love them so much. That's like, great. And when you say mixtapes, you actually make a mixtape. It's like a real tape. I saw it. Right. <sighs> I am dubbing tapes like <laughs> all night long. Sometimes where I'm oh like, and it's a real time. You know, it's like no. That's my old an, life. An hour well, each. <laughs> oh my god! When I used to sell mixtapes, yeah. it was crazy. We but we would get like after a while, you'd pay someone would people would have these like rooms where they could do them or you get like a tower yes. that could like do them at double speed and you put 10 tapes in but it's still annoying we just have a t two <laughs> you're two just tape like, okay thing. push the one yeah it that <laughs> yeah. takes a long time but i mean makes them more valuable it's you can so charge. fun yeah so fun. it's so fun we've been bundling them with walkmans and instead of pairing yes. them with headphones we're pairing them with um the aux cord that you could just plug into your car so you can listen to your cassette tapes in your car 
And um, I love that. How funny is that? It's, that's crazy to me. Like, like they went I, through all this trouble to like yeah. take this stuff out of the car. And now people are like, okay, we're going to put it in and run it through digitally. <laughs> like, thanks for giving yes. me the MP3 player. But it makes sense. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I've, I remember as tape started getting bigger and you started seeing people buy them and it was this cool vintage thing, you know. I have a feeling yeah. like burned CDs are going to be like a thing. People are going to be like, yo, I burned you this. Never know. And like write it on. and Because, I mean, I remember it's having cute. to burn CDs for like a road. If we were going on a road trip, I would try to at least get like two full burned CDs, you know, done before the trip. And like nice. now you're like, okay, I got endless music on my playlist. But that's yeah. that's so funny. Well, that and that theme is coming into the world. I mean, I saw John Mayer just came out with a new album, I think, called Sob Rock, and it looks like late '80s, early '90s, like vibe. All the artwork, and when you click okay. the song on um, Spotify, the animated artwork is just that yellow Walkman that like everybody used oh, to the have, sport? and then the spinning uh, tape. Yeah, and it sounds nice. like old, like that. You know, so it's just a funny. That's People the, love the sport Walkmans. When why? I used to do my yeah. own tapes and bundles, right. they were just, I, I collected all these sports That's ones so and they funny. were like, I want the sport. Right. Like, well, <laughs> it used to be the sport, um, the sport. Well, we had the, when they had disc men too, I remember that, but you couldn't like move too right. much. They had the shock, anti-shock. Right. <laughs> That's how old so I am. cool. Yes. Well, that's dope. Okay. So you've been doing that with them and doing other stuff. Yes, and a couple, a couple things. I'm kind of being a little precious about what I do. I don't want to necessarily go back to like all my residencies and everything I was yes. doing just because the sound is different and, you know, just yeah, for multiple reasons. Like I don't want to support this venue because I don't like, like what the people do. I don't like how they work. Uh, I don't like the clientele. I don't like the security guard. Like if, I, I'm all about that. Like, the security guards have to be awesome. I always make friends with almost every single security guard. And if they're, like, on the job drinking or messed up or, like, not doing what they're supposed to do, I'm just like, mm. Right. I don't know. So No, no, that's good. I think it's good to keep track. And I've been noticing people talking about that more is sort of hold the venues accountable or hold the places that you work with accountable Rather than just being like, listen, I got to get the bag. I got to get money or everyone's got to work. It's like, okay. But like you could obviously do all types of horrible shady things or support awful people, you know, in other ways. Like why? Just because you want a DJ gig doesn't mean you have to do that. And and I've had that through my yeah. career where I've been like, you know what? Fuck these people or this place. Like I'm out. Like I'm not working with them. God, you know? I love hearing that. Because I it's not, that. you know, or even just clientele, like some racist person, like buying bottles, like I'll just tell them what I think and then tell the club and be like, I'm out because you don't want to like, yeah. Why do you want to be part of that? You want to be able to sleep at night, you know, and um, I get it. We all I want used money, to get messages. But, yeah. I used to get messages like I heard blah, blah, blah. Why do you still work there? Or like whatever, like people notice, like you yeah. think nobody cares or no one notices, but they do. Yeah. So, and, and I, I care too. I care a lot. Right. I don't know. That's I, good. I want to be around like good people mm -hmm. and I want to feel good. And you yeah. know, it, we're playing music for God's sakes. Like, yes. you know, we're, we want to have fun and like have a good time and like good vibes, you know, yeah. not just like, Ugh, I want to fuck you and like <laughs> how do we get these people to drink more we have to get them to drink more it's yeah like, 
like, I don't know. I know. I know. <laughs> and, I, and I mean, there's a fine line because I guess we are there to like facilitate that, you know, but I know what you mean. There's a, there's also just a creepy line and a, and a over the top, like crazy thing. And some people are just nuts. Like I've done events too, where they're, they think I'm like this magician that can control everything. Like they were like, nobody's right. eating. They're all talking. You need to get them to eat, play eating music. I'm like, I don't think there is eating music. Like that's not a thing. But I, instead I just had to look at the person and be like, for sure. Let me just get that eating crate going right, right here. You know? And then it was funny at that same party. I did that, played the music. They started eating because naturally I think they noticed there was food and they just wanted to eat. I don't think it had anything to do with my music. And then the guy's like, we have this special performance coming up and they're all eating. We need them to stop eating. And I'm like, you have, you wanted me to get them to start eating. Now you want to stop eating. I'm just here to make them dance, dude. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Oh my God. Yes. People think that the DJs control, uh, a lot of the stuff that they don't. There's a lot of other factors there. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) That gives me anxiety. (laughs) The eating. Those like horror stories, you know, it's just like, I'm like, we need I can people play to dance. Like, yeah. Oh, well, that, this, that's happening. This so isn't many times. good. Yeah. Well, you, can you play something dancey? And you're like, this is like yeah. 130 like beats. And also, okay. I've seen people <laughs> dance to every kind of music. So, what do you mean? Can you play something I can dance to? You know, or yeah. everybody knows better than you. Like, I was doing this event and they, would, they were like, the head of the whole network is here and he wants to see everyone dancing. And I'm like, yeah, but this is like a company party. They all just got here they haven't seen each other outside of work they're gonna talk for a little bit you know well he's leaving and he wants everyone to dance and i go okay Uh. i'm playing music that they would dance to but there's like sort of an art to like playing the fun music watching them seeing whose head is bobbing start like building it up and like then you know guiding it towards that direction musically and this whole thing and the guy and then the like this guy comes up to me like the photographer and he's like listen bro you just gotta play avici i dj sometimes too and that totally oh i love that i'm a dj too so let me tell you you're a dj too well you got hired to do the pictures and (laughs) i'm not then you should know the etiquette of djing and like you should know to not like even come up to me and right I now. I guarantee <laughs> if I put a Vici on, it would be the same thing. You can't, it's not just like a magic button where people are like, a Vici is on. Let's go. Yeah. You know, I mean. You yeah. got to give the people some credit, like the crowd, I mean, and or just people at a right. party, like give them some credit. They're not stupid. And they, I think they know, you know. Yes. It's like, this is, we just arrived. We're warming up. We're hanging out. Oh, I had a drink. Oh, I have one drink in me. Now I can, you know. Blah, blah, blah. Like, just yeah. pace, like, a vibe. Like, cool. You know, just right. try to be... They're cool. So stop thinking they're not. And, like, just let them enjoy themselves. Like, stop forcing... Yeah. I don't know what. No, don't know. no. Exactly. Same I with, mean, the, same with the DJs, chat. It's even DJs. You know? Yeah, oh, in the chat where they're like, do this. Like, people in the that. chat. It's like, give them some credit. Like, they're... They know music, too. Like, yeah. just... I don't know. I'm I'm very not, impressed like, by people uh, in the chat, like on Twitch some of the times, the music they know or the how they'll respond to some stuff I play. I'm like, damn, they really know a lot of stuff. Right? Right. But yeah, totally. I don't have the point reward thing on Twitch where they could, you know, where I, if they give my points, I, I don't even know how to say it, but I have like this point system that I have no, nothing for. I, I don't 
play like a request right if they turn in their yeah, points the, or the whatever channel so, points, right where it's like i'll read right, this card points, if I'm you like, do ten thousand, ten thousand right? redeemed points i'll like right do jumping jacks or whatever right yeah you know. so i don't have that but um yeah there's i mean yeah they could be pushy sometimes too but not really yeah my, i'm really lucky with my my listeners they're all pretty cool people i get a lot of compliments on them too like if we do a raid like yeah. people will always say like hey you're your listeners are actually really cool people and really nice and like you're really lucky, you know. So. Right. Yeah, you have a great crowd <laughs> in there. Like good, smart people, like respectful music lovers and like when I come in the chat, everyone's super nice. Um Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um and so as far as um like music production stuff, do you um make music yourself and like we were talking about before like do edits and I think you've worked for some brands and stuff like doing music. Um, do you want to talk yeah. about that at all? Sure. I mean, that's really what I want to do. It's, I think I enjoy making music and singing the oh, best cool. more than, more than DJing. Uh, my mom, you know, she was a singer, like I said. So I just, I also grew up doing sessions with her, like in Spanish. Like I did a lot of Spanish jingles as a kid and wow. I always thought, and she would like pull me out of school to like do some sessions with her and I thought even as a kid like oh my god this is what my job's gonna be like I'm gonna yeah. be a singer just like my mom and like I can see it now but then jingles were like not a thing anymore and that that career just didn't happen but I really love making music right now I'm collaborating with a couple people um like Sion from Octopus Recordings and that's been really fun um but I, I do need to focus on my own stuff too but yeah. Something about collaborating with other people makes me feel like less pressure. It's not yeah. sorry, touch my lapel no, it's mic. Uh, it's All not good. like yeah. the pressure of like this is my sound and you know, sometimes I feel very like but I love so many different kinds of music and how can I pick just one style and this is too hard, it's, you know, so right. collaborating has been really cool, but um yeah, doing my own edits of just like punk new wave stuff that I can now incorporate into my mixes, which has been really cool. I now understand, you know, how what DJs have been doing this whole time because the way I was playing years ago, I couldn't see it, you know. And yeah. people would tell me, like, you should just make your own edits and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, how could I do that? You know, I'm only playing vinyl, but now it's just, I'm just getting more and more into, like, DJ culture and making my own music. and Yeah, and you could press up yeah. your own records. I mean, like, Nick Bike and some of these people are... They're pressing up a ton, that's you know, my, 45s and all that stuff. That's my ultimate goal. Like, I would love to have my own record, you know, pressed. That'd be, and put it in my collection, you know, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'm sure you could do I that. Have my, I have my parents' records, you know, so it's like, yeah. I want my own record. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. my God, I'm sure. Even just edits, you know, I mean, like, Nick's doing that, and they, they sell them on Bandcamp and stuff, and they seem to sell out yes. and do pretty well. So, and it looks like... Yeah, I've for, actually gotten a few hits, too, on Bandcamp. I'm really? Nice. Surprised, you know. Do you put your stuff on there, like, for sale, some of the edits and stuff? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I'll get a couple emails, you know, once in a while or a couple times a week, and it's like, somebody bought your mix. Nice. So, oh, shit. Do you archive um, the yeah. mixes, like, some any of the mixes that you do in your studio? Do you archive them and put them on Mixcloud or Bandcamp or anything? My DJ mixes? Yeah, like the Twitch or, mixes. 
Or yeah, yeah the DJ mixes, I'll, like the stuff you do on Yeah, there. sometimes I'll put them on YouTube or definitely Mixcloud. Um, you know, the ones that I really like, but I try right. not to do it too, too often. But yeah. sometimes, yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, I think it's interesting like how you're very, back. like like you said, you're not in one genre. And I think a lot of the people who do the Dirty Bird stuff, you know, they tend to be in the dance music or house music type of genre but um you're really all over the place in a good way like very eclectic and like i mean you play stuff i don't know or covers of songs where i'm like i never knew there was a cover of this like this you know um i don't honestly don't even know how to classify i don't know how to classify my djing but i don't know how to classify yours either exactly you know it's (laughs) it's open format i guess is the technical term but um yeah, I was just about to say, like, I don't really call myself an open format DJ. It's, I, I mean, I guess I used to because that's what bars were like. You know, we went like soul and like world. Like if I hear the word world one more time, I'm going to scream. But like, I know, you know, it would be like this, that, didn't, like just the whole freaking sink, you know, of stuff. What am I trying to say? Sink? Yeah. The what, kitchen dirty sink. sink? <laughs> kitchen sink. Yes. <laughs> 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 but um i don't know it's like just the textures and like sonics like if, if if it's different but it goes together like it goes together and if i like it exactly that's what i do yeah just because it's different genres <laughs> doesn't mean you can't make it make sense and make it cohesive and bring it together in like a smart fun way where it still has the same vibe even if it's like totally different genres so it's cool to see you yeah. do that especially in vinyl um you know vinyl only world and on twitch and just keep it very and you you let it breathe i think you know like you'll let the songs play for like a good amount of time and actually enjoy them rather than just like boom here we go i'm hitting you with this new the new track um so yeah yeah. i'm trying to you know to adjust certain things like if it's a 10 minute song i used to joke about it like haha 10 minutes you know but like here we go i'm getting better at listening to nine minutes and 58 (laughs) seconds yeah (laughs) I try to get better about that and with the digital stuff too it's like don't wait till the last minute like you know start bringing in the new song you know then like two minutes before it's over you know or like a minute and a half before it's over not 30 seconds or whatever I don't know yeah no I I totally get it (laughs) I totally get it yeah um that's that's super cool and so what about like and so you said that Something you see for yourself would be music production, singing, doing more musical um, stuff, collaborating with people as well as doing it yourself. I mean, would you ever collaborate with um, your husband on stuff or do you guys ever do stuff? We've done so much over the 12 years, 13 years we've been together. So a lot of stuff. Um, Would you ever release any of that? Probably not anymore, but... I've now learned that, like, finish the song because, like, your love for the song happens, like, those first couple days. And then after those first couple days, like, that's it. That's when the infatuation is over. So, like, I'm trying to. Right. That's when the magic is, like, in the air. Like, even I started a remix last night and I was like, this actually sounds good. And I was like, I'll work on it later. And That's I was like, awesome. you know what? I no. need to like harness this energy, even though it's like two in the morning, I'm just going to keep working on it because I feel like something electric about it right now. And you might come yeah. back to it in a few days. So I think that's a good point. Like 
that's also almost always when you hear like these amazing songs and then the people get interviewed they're like we did it in one night in a week. or we did it in 15 minutes or we did it that yeah it's like in a week yeah. it's always within that this short album time. in a week yeah it's not yeah. like like we've been working on this song for three years and it finally came out and everyone loved it like i don't know has anyone ever loved a song that took three years to produce i'm not sure Be probably interesting. <laughs> maybe <laughs> but yeah maybe i'm I'm trying to put myself on a schedule for that too. Like that is also work. I need to, I've yes. been trying not to think of it as like, oh, this is stupid or this is just right. for us or no one's going to want to listen to it or all that kind of stuff, you know? It's like, yeah. No, this is a part of my work. This is what I want to do. I want to do music. So here's the schedule. I want to work on things for like three hours, you know, three to four hours yeah. and then sleep on it and. Right. I don't know. So it's, I want to take it more seriously. I have been taking it more seriously. That's And great. not just like something I like, you yeah. know? Yeah, totally. And I would you know. get into, I feel like you'd be so good at music supervision. I don't know if you've done that already. Thank you. But, uh, would, is oh that something you would do? Because I feel like you know I so much, you know, and you know, like oh the God. alternate versions and all that stuff. So like if I were making a movie, I would, you know, would enlist you <laughs> to to help out because is that so is that something you've ever done or you would think about doing? I've been asked to do it before, but it, nothing it fell through. But yeah. um, I mean, I love soundtracks. That's usually the first bin I go to in any record store. I swear to God, I'm like soundtracks because some stuff I can't get on vinyl, but, you know, because it's not pressed or just yeah. out of date. And it's like, oh, but it's on this soundtrack, you know. Yeah. Um, so I love soundtracks. You know, I was just talking about the woman who does all of Quentin Tarantino's movies. Her name's Maria. I forget her last name, but she's been doing them all, all these years. And she's a fucking genius. And oh, I just, amazing. I love, I love it so much. And, you know, when you're watching TV, you notice like, hey, you know, the, the music in this show is actually really good. I love that. Who did this? You know, oh, totally. Zach Cowie did this. Oh, okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. You know, I don't know. No, Not it's to, the like, truth. I know. I love mention it. Mention anybody, but yeah. Yeah, I always look at the credits yeah. for movies or TV shows that I like. And especially now more than ever, I feel like um, Netflix, HBO, all these cool, these networks will bring in cool music supervisors that actually know what's up. And like, we'll put, yeah. even in commercials, I'll see like cheesy commercials that have like really dope music. <laughs> I, I was just going to say commercials. Yes. Yeah. I'll be like, that's perfect. Or like, yeah. just... Or uh, they should have chose this song instead. That would have been even better. They missed it. They missed it. You know. Yeah, I, know. I don't know. But you never know yeah. the behind the scene uh, legal legal parts of it. That's the thing of right. being a music supervisor. Is like, it seems it's like being a DJ. Like seems all fun and games from the outside, but there are all these political factors and work factors and management and and different th things in the background that can affect the song that can be played or the DJ that can play at what venue yeah. and all that stuff. Oh, I basically in my sets now, I'm like, I can't play Frankie Knuckles because that shit's going to get muted immediately oh, if I put on it on Twitch. YouTube. Yeah. Muted immediately. Like, that is sacred. You can't. Right. They, they don't allow it. Right, it's, right. And there's certain artists where I've been like, okay, can't play that. Can't play that. You know. Yeah, but I know. Well, how do you decide what so to cool. play at your live gigs? Like when you're doing Catch One this weekend, like. You're, you play so much music. How do you decide? How long is your set and how do you decide what to play? It's only an hour. Okay. So I'm basically, they told me you could do whatever you want, which I love to hear. Yes. But um, 
also, you know, I'm just going to stick with like house and disco, like again, like kind of debaucherous disco and, um, I don't know, like just like something kind of dirty, like dirty, punky house disco stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that would, um, reflect my records more than maybe some of the other digital stuff I have. Right. So yeah, that makes sense. I'm trying to like not totally sound totally different yeah so and are you using do you use record box like are you just using the straight up oh okay so you have the whole thing record box record (laughs) box all up in there i know how to spell it now it's with a k (laughs) got the k (laughs) and i know you're not super digital but um beat port and beat source will yes I, i think it's all integrated in there too so eventually one day i think you'll be able to show up and just put in your account and be able to have all those edits and things just like straight up on the machine you won't even need the stick uh hopefully yeah at some point so cool <laughs> yeah um i'd love to see some of your playlists too like what you pick and what you do like you know maybe you could do a guest one for beat source or Beatport. sure up there that'd be so cool that'd be awesome um they may know <laughs> yeah um cool and so like what about um as far as like you know, I, I think we discussed it a bit, but like through the pandemic, was there any, like, what did you learn? Did you take anything out, out of all of this? You know what I mean? Coming back into the world, is there something that you feel like you learned? I know you mentioned about not working with certain venues and wanting to really be yourself. And that was already happening. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is there anything way you, already have happening? Is there anything you've taken out of this, you know, that you've learned about yourself or musically or personally or anything like that? I mean, of course. Uh, well, I've never been on a microphone. I was like really? never a microphone DJ. So Twitch was like, you know, here you go. Right. Like <laughs> Be on the microphone now. Everyone is staring at you and your mouth and everything. Like I remember yeah. when people start talking about my fingers, I was like, yo, how much are you analyzing me? Like, this is, <laughs> I don't want to think oh, about people. Yeah. You staring at me, but same thing with the mic too. I'm like, okay, what am I saying? And then after a while, you're just natural. You seem very natural and good on the mic. I don't know. Maybe I think it's kind of helped me with my confidence in a way, just because right. You know, you're on a microphone. Yeah. Um, so it it built it built up some confidence maybe, and um, just continuing to like stand by my records, like 100 percent my sound. Yeah. Um. It's also taught me to, like, uh, not share so much. Like, I I have been really bad, like, my whole life with just, like, oversharing, <laughs> telling people exactly what is on my mind, like, being way too honest. And, right. Um, I, I think I can relate to you on that. <laughs> I wife, really Everyone's like, to... you talk too much. I'm like, that's why I do a podcast. Here we go. <laughs> Are you a Sagittarius, too? You're in December. Uh, now, what's I'm your December 22nd, so I'm... Um, well i'm on both i don't know cusp. i'm not you're super cusp. into it my wife is so she's like oh right i'm, I'm the 21st cusp. you're the 22nd oh yes we have almost the same birthday i remember we had a close birthdays so i right. totally forgot that until you said that yes so i'm <laughs> so we're right in there i'm i'm on the cusp some people say i'm sagittarius i guess i'm capricorn i don't maybe yeah. that has something to do with it but same i'll like talk forever or super overshare or say way too much you know and um, yeah. I've had to learn through this podcast as well, just number one, to just sure. shut up and also not say too much 
only say what's been asked of me, you know, and try. So same thing. Even when I listen back to these recordings, I'm like, whoa, what the hell was I talking about? Like, I just talked for like five minutes. I'm nervous about this one because I'll answer a question and then I start answering another question that wasn't even asked. And like, sometimes I don't know casual convo but but i'm i relate to what you're saying so and same on twitch Sharing too less. i would say like, way too much on twitch but people seem to like it um but i'm like oh god i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure but i've been like okay 20 20 minute air breaks every 20 minutes do an air break just like be chill like yeah. hey thank you so much for listening like just thank people and you know of course i show like a little bit of my personality but i could never you know really tell them what I was experiencing, especially during like the panty in 2021, 2020 and 2021. You know, I can't tell people like, oh, I woke up this morning and this troll like wrote to me like something about whatever, something really graphic and scary and, you know, or, oh, you know, this personal stuff or this makes me think about this story. Like I used to kind of tell stories like, oh, this one time, Marilyn Manson, blah, 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 blah. you know, it's like, zip, like, just shut up. Like, don't right. tell any stories. Don't, just don't try not to talk as much. And <laughs> I think it's been better that way because right. I know how I can be. So I that's mean, I helped. I think there's and- <laughs> a positive to both sides of that. But because I do enjoy hearing DJs and they tell stories and, and hearing about their personal sides of things. Um, but I know what you mean. It can be kind of a yeah. fine line between between both but yeah i mean that must suck like i guess as a as a woman in the music industry and dj probably you guys get crazier messages than we do as guys some of the time i know you guys get messages i know you do but you're probably not scared of them like i want to suck you blah 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 you're like you're not going to be like oh my god yes she says she wants to Blah, blah, blah. You know, if that were to happen to me, I would, like, freak out, you know. I, I do and know what I, you mean. I, I heard a comedian <laughs> saying something about that, that, like, like men, yes, they can be, things can be said to them, said to them, but women, like, have to, like, fear for their life in a lot of the situations, you know, and it's, so it, it just changes it. Yeah. And when guys are like, come on, just ignore it, like, it's a whole different type of situation and there's the judgment and the stigma and the the past of like women shouldn't be doing this or this is guy guys should be doing this or or what i've noticed is women becoming a lot more successful in the dj world and and in the music world not as much as it should be yet but it's on its way and i feel like the ramp is going upwards um which can make a lot of guys feel um, insecure or upset uh, and say, this sucks. Like now all the girls are getting the gigs or the brands just want women DJs and, you know, fuck this. I built. But it's weird when it's just like the white boys club. It's really weird. Like, don't you think it's weird guys? Like totally. I don't know. But at the same time, it's like (laughs) they're used to it and they have it their way. So they don't want things to change, you know? And so I always count headliners like I always count headliners and lineups and usually there's maybe two or one femme DJ and the rest are like you know dudes or whatever right um but that's another thing I love about Dirty Bird is that they're really they're they're doing that too they're for Dirty Bird camp out which I'm going to play in October I'm really excited so fun there's like 12 12 MDJs now and I think that's a lot better than two and you know it's not weird like yeah. yeah I don't know I was actually thinking like 
for my contract and stuff. I'm not there yet, but like maybe at some point, you know, when I get bigger, you know, maybe I could have something where it's like I won't perform unless, you know, I see a certain amount of people who, you know, who I want to see play like and and if they're not being represented then I don't know if I want to be a part of it you know yeah but I probably can't request that now because I'm, um, I'm just I mean you'll get into there, some, but, some crazy you know. you know political type things but I, I mean I think that's huge I think that's that's very you know important and if, if that's something you could do that would be great yeah I don't know I think about it a lot so yeah no that's just because it's it's awkward when you're reading lineups for EDC or whatever. It's just like, does yeah. anybody notice? So everybody's okay with this. Like, right. I don't know. No. And then also it's like, if they do have femme or whatever DJs, it's always early on in the daytime, but they're never headlining. Like once the sun goes down, it's the boys club again. And I don't know. Just like, That's interesting. I've never thought about weird. it like that. Um, that weird. a lot of times at night or the headliner will be, a dude, even if they are inclusive with the earlier, you know, with women being part of the lineup. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I mean I th- some people nowadays are probably just like, let's just get it over with. Let's just like check all the boxes, make them shut up. Like, right. Blah, blah, blah. But yeah. I don't know. What were you going to say? Sorry. Oh, no. Just, just that it's, um, it's something that needs to be constantly worked on. I mean, I think just like race yeah. and just like all like of these everything. things that yeah. it's something that people want to feel like it's over, you know, like, okay, we don't have to talk about this anymore. We did that fundraiser or whatever, but right? it will never end. It's, it's like, something that we're sh- always going to have to actively continue to work on within ourselves, within our industries, within each other, have these conversations. Nothing's going to be smooth and perfect, but if you ignore it, that's where you're going to go wrong. You know, if you feel like you did one thing to check the box, it's something that has to be constantly. And if you do something wrong, I feel like Rather than be embarrassed and ignore it or be in, um, defensive, oh, I didn't realize I've learned a lot from this, you know? And that's why I think, yeah. like, people don't need, like, the, the whole cancel thing, like, I think is good in one respect because people can be held accountable, but also can be overly used where someone isn't even given the benefit of the doubt of, like, they are a human being that could human, act, yeah. that does not understand yet and can be taught something or can see a different perspective and change and then be someone yeah. an ally or someone that can help from there on you know even i've had to learn cool. about so many things from non-binary and like all types of things that i just didn't understand and not like i was doing anything bad for it or doing the wrong thing but i think some things that i don't understand um, I'll have a tendency to just not talk about because I'm scared I'm going to say the wrong thing or offend the wrong person or say the wrong word. So I'd rather just ignore it and act like it doesn't yeah. exist and like, haha, I'm making a joke. But it's important to ask those people, am I saying it the right way? Am I pronouncing this the right yeah. way? Am I talking about this in the right way? Because it's important to them and, and there's different communities that these things are important to. And um, so for, yeah, me to start to understand non-binary and to all, all these other things more. And at first it can seem like a joke, like, oh yeah, ha, ha, that's, but it's real things that mean a lot to people and that are yeah. going to mean a lot more to you and your children and your grandchildren in the future as the world evolves. So you can sit there and you're like, back in my day, we, 
we were allowed yeah. to say this. It's like, okay, great. We're not in your day. The shit is moving well, forward whether you like terms. it or not. Yeah. We, we didn't, didn't have, have the, the ter- terms. Yeah. Like growing up, I didn't. There, there was no there terms. Wasn't, yeah. And even now the terms, terms. So are now, growing, you know, like I'm sure they're, they're going to keep going. But I think it's important to do that and to keep talking about it and to keep pushing forward and. Um, and people keep expressing themselves like and then they can actually. Yeah. Ha- you know, they have the, the, the terms to express themselves yeah. and to let everyone else know. And so we're all, right. you know, kind of educated because, you know. Yeah. We're all humans and right, we're all lots humans. of different yeah. kinds of people. Right. We all want to be able to be ourselves, express ourselves yeah. for who we are and be happy and live our life, you know, just like everyone else and like be equal rather than feel like you have to hide something just because it's making someone uncomfortable. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, that's great. And so that goes to what you're saying with the contract. And thing. white boys are fine. I'm fine with white boys. Nothing <laughs> well, against white boys. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I fall into a white boy category. I mean, I'm Jewish, but like I, you know, I'm in there. Um, I'm sure. But, but, but at the same time, I want things to become more and more and more um, diverse yeah. and inclusive. And I think putting, it makes things fun. Yeah. If, and if it people in power fun. can change things in their contract or do things like that, Yes, it might piss off some people, but it might help some other people. So I don't think that's a bad, you know, thing to think about and and a goal to have within your career. Yeah. I think it's respectable and cool. Um, what? Um, let me see. So I I put on the internet. Um, it was somewhat uh, a little bit late, but I, I I put on for people to ask you questions. I had a couple people write in. Um, I think her name is. Delphi official um, with a three. Delphi, yes. Yes, I'm assuming she's part Dirty of Dirty your... Bird. Okay, That's so freakish. she's in there. She says, um, wife. Oh, okay. She seemed cool. I checked her thing. She said, Who influenced you to start DJing and who are your role models? Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, sometimes I feel like no heroes, no idols, but I got them. You know, I love, I have lots of people I look up to. Just, again, growing up in a musical family. Right. I idolized my mom, you know. Yeah. Singer, bilingual, you're beautiful. She was a hard worker, strict, you know, worked, yeah. her, worked her ass off. Right. She, you know, she, I always wanted to impress her and all that. So, you know, my mom and, um, uh... I don't know all the greats from the past. Yeah. Um, oh, but nowadays, you know, it's like I love Honey Dijon and a lot of the Dirty Bird DJs, Nala, DJ Holographic, Worthy, um, Mary Droppins from the Abracadabra Channel. Um, nice. Oh, I love the Chulita Vinyl Club girls, Que Madre. Um, I think they're awesome. Um, I don't know, just people who really love music. I mean, you could tell. Right. So just people who really, really love it and they're really in it. That's, yeah. that's what I'm attracted to. And I get turned off very easily. So that's, right. that's definitely what I'm attracted to. And, and who was like one of the first people you saw DJing that you were like, I want to do that? Um, yeah, maybe a couple girls that were at the three of clubs. That was the first bar okay. I played at. Nice. When I was like 19 years old, I used to get paid in tequila. Um, <laughs> I saw them do it on their laptops, but I was just like, oh my God, like, right. what? You yeah. know, my mind was just like, Psh. and then I ended up playing there and 
one night I was playing this like Bo Diddley, Bo Diddley 45, and then Jack White walks in and he's just like, are you playing this Bo Diddley song? And you should be running this whole thing. And I don't <laughs> know. Amazing. I just felt like, yeah, I just felt like, oh, this this could work maybe. Or I don't know. Yeah. This, yeah, probably, yeah, the, the femme DJs again, like Sophie and Karen. That's that's who was doing it at the time. Nice. That's yeah. the spot that was on um, La Brea, I think. Vine and Vine. Santa Monica. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Vine and Santa Monica. Um, yes. That's uh, that's so cool. Yeah, I used to go there when I was young too. That was like the spot you could get into. <laughs> I don't uh, know why I was like, I love this place. <laughs> I know, me too. You know? I, I, it was like the place, like all like young people went, like for Hollywood. Wasn't it close to yeah. Jumbo's Clown Room or something too? Um, yeah, right up the street. On, yeah, yeah. That was or like down the, the, the area to like go. That was because it wasn't like Hollywood. You were in Hollywood, but it wasn't like the like. Hollywood club, you know, that you had to try no. to get into. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right, let's see. Um, DJ Nomad Official asks, do you use, oh, do you use DJ edits with BPM transitions? Well, I mean, you're using vinyl a lot of the time, so I, I doubt mean, it. <laughs> yeah. Wait, BPM transitions? Like, like, like matching BPMs? Like. No. Well, so I think the answer is no because you're asking what it is. Okay. No, I think like so on, on DJ City or a lot of these um, websites or a lot of people that make edits, sometimes they'll want a track that let's say goes from 128 oh. BPM to 70 or to 95. Without it sounding funny. Yeah, without, without it, sounding it sounding too weird. funny. You know what I mean? So let's oh. say it's like, you got to show me love. And it'll be like, dun, doodly, dun, 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 you know, like slow down and somehow make sense into um you know like going into the thing so so people make these pre-done edits where um you'll be able to transition bpm wise you know using right. the edit on your stick or in serato or record box or something so i think he's just asking if you use those edits <laughs> doesn't sound like it <laughs> no i mean there's no a lot of people don't use them i don't think it's a, a okay. thing that you have to use um it's okay. probably why he was asking um, okay. Sorry, DJ Nomad. You're fired. Thank no. You. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, no, no, I think it's fine, especially for people that are mainly on vinyl and, and also yeah. on record box. It's not really a thing, you know. Um, and also with record box and with using CDJs, I mean, I'm able to do a lot of those on the fly. Like when I'm using Serato and CDJs, there's so much control with the pitch fader that I can just be like, if I got it synced up and I'm in the 120 something BPM, I can loop it, bring it down to like 100 BPM, bring in the other thing and it'll like still work. Kind of mm -hmm. like recreate my own way to do it. Got it. Um, nice. Yeah. So that I think that's what he's asking. But um, amazing. Well, um, I mean, you've told us so much. We've learned all about your Twitch stream. We know your secrets now. We can recreate it. Um, no, Do we could it. never. We could never recreate your, your <laughs> magical thing. And for everybody watching on YouTube, we get to see. I'm putting you full screen right now because the studio behind you is so beautiful and amazing looking. Um, I have to make music, right? I mean, yes. look at this. Oh, my like, God. It's inspiring me. For I'm years like, and years, it's just like, why am I not? doing what i'm supposed to do i so. think you are doing what you're supposed to do you've done so you many come amazing. over <laughs> i'm down i'd you love to come over i will music. <laughs> let's do it i'm in we can collab and yeah. they'll release your your uh pressure of having to be all your sound i'm down for yeah. sure to to come over and make music and just check out the studio but i think you are doing what you're meant to do and i think that's been proven 
through Twitch alone and this pandemic and the thousands and thousands of people that have flocked to your channel, love your, subscribe to your channel and love your stuff. And I think that really speaks a lot. You're, you're, you're very unique. I think that you, you're unique and you stick to your guns on what you want to do and you present things in your own way and you're like one of a kind. So I, and you're fun to watch and your personality and the music. So I think that, you know, for as much as yes, you should be doing music. Um, that could be something in the future. I'm sure you'll be great at whatever music you put out and music supervision if you get that kind of project. But uh, for the time being, I'm loving what you're doing, and I think thousands of other people Thank are. You. And um, yeah, congrats on everything. Thank you for coming on the show, and uh, good you. luck at Catch One tomorrow. Maybe, maybe I'll get myself to come out and put a mask on and <laughs> be in the crowd. I'm not DJing. Let me tomorrow. know. I got a. I got a list. Really? Okay. <laughs> I haven't been there since yeah. that Halloween party. I left a jacket there. I wonder if it's still there from two years ago. I'll be like, hey guys, you got oh. that uh, blazer my wife bought me. Um, <laughs> um But yeah, thank you. Nice. Thanks again for coming on the show. And um, yeah, do you have any kind of last minute, last message for uh, anybody watching out there, listening uh, to the podcast, and all the DJs, people starting out, or just fans of yours? Yeah, I mean, well, thank you, DJ Spider, for everything you do and for letting me know about Twitch and of course, inspiring I'm so me and just being like a cool person. And it was so easy to talk to you. And um, yeah, yeah, obviously, like if you want to start a Twitch channel, start one. It's never too late. Um, oh God, I was gonna fucking say something. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say something good, and then I just. And then I don't know it what. fell off. Well, I think uh, I mean you already said something good, but you're you're just giving a message to the your your fans of your channel and to DJs that want to kind of come oh, yeah. up and do what you're doing. I had people write me that say that you're their DJ idol in my direct messages. Oh, so, what? Um, yeah, someone was saying like they you're their number one idol. They love you. So there's people that look up to what you're doing. So I mean, I think any sort of message out to them Thank and even you. what you've said is is very important. I remember I was going to sh do a major shout out to all the DJs because like you guys really did it. Like you were there for people and just we're still doing it. We're still out here. Yeah. You know, stop making fun of DJs because <laughs> we matter. And like, you know, stop wishing your children don't become DJs because like this is awesome. And we're making people feel good and we're making ourselves feel good. And if you're going to be like really passionate about anything, like, Make it be about music or something creative or something that's going to like, you know, be beautiful, you know, just like, yes, make it be something good. So, so yes. do that. Add some beauty <laughs> to this world. That is the truth. Yeah. Thank you. That was a great message. And uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. And I will maybe, yeah, maybe I'll see you in person this weekend if I can get myself to, to get out of the house and put a mask on. <laughs> I'll wear a gas mask or something. Uh, do it. All right. Well, thank you. I'll see you on Twitch or I'll see you in real life. Victoria Rollins. Oh, and where can everyone check you out? I know on Twitch, it's Victoria Rollins. Is, uh, on, on Instagram, it's Raw Victoria, right? Yeah, there's there's another Victoria Rollins out there. Oh, really? Crazy. like a, a chef or something. <laughs> but yeah, at Raw Victoria. <laughs> okay. Or check at her. Psychic Baseline. Yes, Psychic Call Baseline. Call the hotline. Call the hotline. 323. Three two three four eight four four three four one. Leave me a voicemail. Nice. See, we've never had a guest that could have a voicemail left for them. 
first first for everything (laughs) all right cool well thank you again and uh, i'll talk to you soon thank you again all right bye. bye all right that was so much fun thank you to victoria rollins for coming on the show and sharing her unique perspective with us and everything she's learned and has been going through also for everybody watching on youtube how dope was that studio she was in that was an amazing thing to share with us too um apart from her other amazing record room studio that she has on twitch so um thank you guys for tuning in thank you victoria for coming on and um please keep in touch with me at dj spider on instagram dj s-p-i-d-e-r um dj spider on twitch as well let me know any topics you want discussed any uh, guests you want on the show uh, just let me know let me know uh, and thank you guys for tuning in we will be back next week week after week we are doing this uh, the 20 podcast is produced by beat source join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to djs we are on every platform you want to watch us on youtube you want to listen to us on apple spotify stitcher everything we are out there mixcloud soundcloud all of it so uh Tell a friend to tell a friend. I'm DJ Spider signing off. Peace. And that was The 20 with DJ Spider.